What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to this edition of B-Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you in the evening hours of Sunday, August 6, 2023. Sunday night ahead of a Cardinals off day, and it feels like it's coming at the exact right time based on the way the Cardinals bats performed in Sunday afternoons. Lost to the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, another example of the Cardinals getting a series tied at one game apiece going into the rubber match, and then just completely falling flat. At least offensively, that is indeed the way it went. And I don't mean to disparage the former Cardinal and current Colorado left-hander Austin Gomber. I always liked Austin Gomber when he was with St. Louis. Seems like a great guy. But the way his career and and season has gone in Colorado, left-handed pitcher, the Cardinals should have lit this guy up on Sunday, and they very much did not. So we'll get into how that unfolded for the Cardinals. There was one moment where I thought I was going to make good on the prediction that I made last night on B-Shafe Daily. I had said Nolan Arenado would go yard today. Yeah, it didn't end up happening, but a spot there in the fifth inning, I thought the opportunity would have arisen, but the Rockies do a smart thing, intentionally walk him. So we'll talk about the way the Cardinal bats kind of fell silent today, but we'll spend more time talking about something positive. Anytime at this point in the season when we can take away a positive, knowing that this Cardinals team is going down the tubes regardless. There are things that we can look for and ask, are they prescriptive for what this team could look like in 2024? And that's where we want to focus a lot of our attention. You know, it is a disappointing season, and I think we all know that by this point in time. But how many more podcasts can we do just talking about how mediocre this team has been in 2023? Like we know, it's been a lot of angst. Listen, I do a daily Cardinals podcast, right, for KMOV.com. And I'm Brendan Schaefer. If you haven't seen or heard my Cardinals content before, glad that you're here on YouTube.com or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Be Shafe Daily. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Like this video and drop your comments below, not only with your angst about the Cardinals season, because again, we've done like 100 episodes about that this year. That's been the name of the game for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2023. But let's find the positive angle, right? And could it be Zach Thompson? Started the bullpen game today for the Cardinals, but really ended up being more of a spot starter, getting through four innings on about 60 pitches for the Cardinals in this one. And we saw the best version of Zach Thompson that I think we've ever seen in the big leagues for the Cardinals. And keep in mind, he's been a wipeout guy at times in the relief position. As a bullpen guy, he's been pretty good at times. Kind of tapered off earlier this season before he was sent down to Memphis to stretch out as a starter, and that didn't work out very well. The ERA was over nine down there in AAA. But Zach Thompson is a former first-round pick, and he showed exactly why on Sunday for the Cardinals. Four innings with eight strikeouts. I saw the graphic the most by a Cardinals left-handed starter in his second career start, which admittedly feels like one of those, if it's a Tuesday after Labor Day, and it's not raining, but it's at least 78 degrees. Like, it's a little bit of a weird stat. But the bottom line is, Zach Thompson struck out eight dudes of the 12-ounce that he recorded on Sunday, and I don't know if he was necessarily expected to go a full four innings. We'll spend a lot of time tonight talking about his performance because it was pretty great. That's probably where we'll start and maybe where we'll finish. We'll talk a little bit about the disappointment of the offense, but I do want to spend time on Zach Thompson tonight because... Like I mentioned, when we're talking about this Cardinals team over the course of the next couple of months, a lot of what we're going to be looking into is, is that conversation that John Mozeliak is having with the fan base a real one where he says, 
we expect to contend in 2024. And Ollie Marmel says, I, from the conversations I've had with everybody above me, my expectation as the manager of this team is that the Cardinals will contend in 2024. That means fixing the pitching staff, largely because of what they'll have to do in free agency in the trade market, but also there are elements of the guys that you have in-house. What can they do to mix into that situation for the Cardinals? And I don't think it's a negative, right, to see one of these young guys perform a little above his head and then, as a result, come into next spring training with maybe a little bit more of an eye on him for opportunity. Zach Thompson could be one of those guys. We know Matthew Libertor is still mixing in. Maybe even Dakota Hudson is one of those guys, not a young guy, but a guy who isn't thought of all that highly, I think, within the organization, but could rise above his station and perhaps command some more attention going into spring. The reason that I have to preface it and say that's not a negative, Cardinals fans relax, is because I can already kind of see the gears turning within the fan base to say, oh boy, this will be how it happens. Uh, The Cardinals say they're going to sign multiple starters. They're going to address the rotation in in free agency the way that they need to. They admit that it's going to have to happen, but then they're going to get suckered into it with these internal options because they'll have a couple of good starts, and then that's what's going to happen, and that's how 2024 is going to go off the rails too. They're going to give too many opportunities to these guys who are, are really not proven commodities in the Cardinals organization. I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think it's better to have better players. The more good players you have, the better off you're going to be. We have seen the way depth becomes really, really important. I think the Cardinals are going to spend. I don't know if they're going to spend to the level that fans expect or hope or need or crave, but they're going to have to spend some money on pitching. But is it going to be three free agent starting pitchers? It should be. Realistically, they should go in, and if they if they don't find a really sensible trade for a controllable pitcher like a Logan Gilbert or a Dylan Cease or a, a bona fide guy, if they don't find those asking prices to be to their liking, which I could I could see it going either way. I'm not in the Chicago White Sox front office. I'm in the front office for the Seattle Mariners, and I don't know what the asking price is going to be for those players. But if the Cardinals cannot find that trade, then yeah, I think they got to sign a number one. They got to sign a number two. And then they got to sign, you know, uh, kind of a middle of the rotation guy, probably a shorter term contract, just get you through, and then usher in the depth, right? The Libertors of the world, the Dakota Hudsons of the world, maybe the Zach Thompsons of the world, and see how those guys look in spring training. Because we know someone's getting hurt, at least one someone, usually it's more from that starting rotation. It's going to go down between February 1st and March 30th. I almost said March 31st, but then I remembered, I don't know how many days are in March. It's not a leap thing. That's February. So I have no idea, but I'm just saying between that period of kind of ramp up season, you know, you're going to get some guys injured. So having depth is really important. This year, the Cardinals didn't have the answers that they needed in terms of depth. Matthew Libertor doesn't seem he was ready. Jake Woodford didn't really perform that well, got injured. Guys like Adam Wainwright come back, didn't pitch well. Miles Michaels, slow start, World Baseball Classic. Steven Metz, slow start, who knows why. Maybe not a, a clear situation off of his injury last year, just didn't ramp up in the way that he wanted, didn't have the confidence, didn't have the edge. Talked last night about the edge that Steven Matz has developed. You can go back and listen to that episode of B-Shape Daily. It was fun talking about Steven Matz and saying some good things. Maybe he's the most reliable, dependable starter the guys the Cardinals have right now going into next season. 
Michaelis is another example of that, but the numbers for Michaelis are actually a little better, at least in ERA terms. Michaelis has thrown more innings, and he didn't have to be demoted from the bullpen, or from the rotation, rather. So pick your poison on that one, but Steven Matz looking pretty good, but it's not going to be enough. Steven Matz is like a number four, maybe a number three if things go really well. Miles Michaelis is like a number three, maybe a number two if things go really well. The staff is going to need an ace. They're going to need meaningful additions in the offseason. But that doesn't mean you can't look internally and say, hey, who are the guys that are going to be that next wave? Because historically, when St. Louis Cardinals teams have really looked good, have really locked it in, they've had that next man up mentality where from Memphis, they've been able to pull guys up and not really miss a beat. And sometimes it's like the Brendan Donovans of the world where you go, I didn't even know about this guy. I, I guess he had that good Arizona Fall League, but who's this Brendan Donovan? Oh, he's just a dude? All right, that'll work. The years of the Memphis Mafia, guys just coming up one after the next. The Cardinals just have not had the benefit of that this year, where the guys that they have called upon, whether it be in the the position player sphere or the, uh, the pitching sphere, they have not been able to really answer the bell in a meaningful way. Guys like Fermin, Taylor Motter, pretty underwhelming with the performances from those guys. Pitching-wise, they had a whole group of guys that I feel like they they were looking toward. Guillermo Zuniga, Wilkin Rodriguez. Injury has really been the issue with the the depth pitching. I guess when John Mozeliak talks about injury, maybe that's an area where we can kind of tip our cap and say, you know, it's not really been all your mainstays that have been hurt, but you have definitely, everybody that you thought might be able to, to fill in for the guys when they get hurt, those are the guys that have actually gotten injured in 2023. So it's important to have depth, and I'm looking at Zach Thompson and circling that name right now because talk about a guy that could rise above his station relative to what we've seen from him this year. I think Zach Thompson is that. Zach Thompson could certainly mix in much more heavily than I think we currently expect or certainly more than we expected him to do coming into today. I was in Ali Marmel's office on Sunday morning before the one nothing loss to the Rockies at Bush Stadium, and he basically said, you know, Zach Thompson's going to be the opener for the bullpen game today, and the game plan is, yeah, we'll let him go as long as the performance dictates. He does have a pitch count on him. Didn't name that pitch count hard and fast. I think it was probably a range, but there was certainly an upper limit, and Zach Thompson throwing 60 pitches in this game may have hit that upper limit because he performed so well that I, I don't think there was any world in which it was an expectation to get Zach Thompson through four innings in this game. But that's exactly what happened. 60 pitches on the dot, 39 of them strikes. Allowed one run, it was earned, and it was the picture-perfect example of small ball. It's the kind of stuff that Cardinals fans, man, I bet people are going to be in this YouTube comments section going, yep, that's what I want to see from this Cardinals team more often. And I don't even know if, if, if it's fair to count it as small ball when a guy doubles but it was a double, and then they turned on the Jets in terms of going back to Whitey Ball. Immediately, the number nine hole batter, I believe it was, lays down a bunt. It wasn't a great bunt. It was a two-hopper back to Zach Thompson. But one of those deals where probably doesn't field a lot of bunts. How often do you see guys bunt anymore, right? So Zach Thompson, he gives like a cursory look to third, but really didn't have time. Had to wheel and throw to first base to get the, the sure out. And then a sacrifice fly by the next batter was the run, and it was the only run that was scored in the game. So you credit Colorado Rockies, man, for coming up with that small ball. I don't hold that against Zach Thompson, though. He gave up the double, and then after that, 
they just executed. They just executed in a, a situational hitting situation where you lay the bunt down and you just hit a fly ball deep enough to score a guy. Tyler O'Neill not in left field today. He was at DH. So you had Lars Newpar out there and left. And I wonder, O'Neill with a really strong arm, I wonder if O'Neill would have gotten him. But this was pretty moderately deep into left center field on the sack fly. Newpar tried to make a go of it. It wasn't going to happen for him. And so that run scores. It ends up being the only run. I, like I said, though, I'm not holding that against Zach Thompson. Very good day. Four rings pitched, two hits allowed. He allowed that run, walked one guy, and struck out eight batters. ERA in St. Louis this year down to 4.29. And again, I had said the ERA with Memphis was above nine. It's not true. It's 8.65 was ultimately the ERA for Zach Thompson down there. He just, I don't know. I wasn't watching any of these Memphis outings for Zach Thompson, but something ain't right. And he had walked 39 batters in 34 and a third innings. You talk about walking a guy every other inning. It's like, oh, that's not a very good ratio. He was walking more than a batter per inning in his outings with the Memphis Redbirds this year. I don't know. Would have to ask him about it, what it is that he was kind of experiencing down there. When he got sent down, that was kind of the bugaboo for him. He started off looking like a complete dude at the beginning of the year, kind of elevated himself into that go-to lefty for the Cardinal bullpen. And then from there, just kind of seemed to lose it. And walks were certainly a major part of what was plaguing him at the time in terms of Zach Thompson's uh, effectiveness at the big league level. And so when they sent him down, they said, oh, it's to put him in the rotation for Memphis. They want to stretch him out to be a starter, which I get the sense wasn't really fair to Zach Thompson, and he might have probably thought it as well. That may be part of just the uh, profound struggles that he had in the minor leagues. Like a lot of guys, if they're going to make you a starter, and I think there was a point at time where Ollie Marmol or John Mosellock or both of them have addressed this with the media since it happened, but there was a point in time where Zach Thompson, he comes into the season as a reliever. And Mo basically said, I think it was Mo that said it, but he basically said like, yeah, you know, looking back on that, a lot of times guys want to know coming into a season if they're going to be asked to start or come out of the bullpen. And it's always better to err on the side of, let's see what it looks like as a starter because it's hard to go back and do it the other way. So they basically told Zach Thompson coming into the the full off season before 2023, like last November, October, like you're going to be a reliever next year. And so he didn't really prepare as though they were going to ask him to start because they weren't going to. And then middle of the season, I don't know, maybe there's a reason for it. Uh, sometimes I, I, and fans may not like this, but sometimes I don't want to be too quick to jump on the team for mishandling a situation if there might be the potential to just ask about it and find out a little bit more at some point. Of course, the Cardinals going out on the road now, and so won't I won't be traveling for this road trip, and so it'll be a while um, going on vacation later this week as well. So it'll be a while before I get a chance to kind of dig back in. But if it's still a relevant topic, I might think to kind of circle back on it because I'm kind of curious as well how they view that when it comes to Zach Thompson. And, you know, he would probably never throw anybody on the bus and say, oh, I really wish I had had a, you know, a more sensible opportunity if they wanted me to start. But that's a, it's tough to do after you've basically been a reliever all through spring training and that's your mindset. And then you're a reliever in the big league bullpen and then they're sending it down. I can recall kind of a little bit of inconsistency there where the Cardinals kind of described it that Zach Thompson was excited about the opportunity to, to get back as a starter. And from what I can remember, he was a little bit like, eh, you know, not what I expected sort of thing. Obviously, guys want to be at the big league level, make more money that way, better for your career, better for everything. But long term, 
it, I did think, well, it might make, make sense to see what Zach Thompson could do because I am always of the mind that if a guy has the, the chops to maybe be able to start, you let him until he proves to you that he can't do it because a, a bona fide starting pitcher is always, always, always going to be more valuable to an MLB team than a bona fide relief pitcher always, every time, full stop. There is no exception to that rule. Like Felix Bautista, probably the best reliever in baseball this year. I've looked at his numbers recently for the uh, the Baltimore Jack Flaherty's, and Bautista's been completely ridiculous. But I I just don't think there's any way that if you take a stud starter, he's not going to be more valuable than that guy. Although he, Bautista's been really good. 3.2 wins above replacement, an, an 0.85 ERA in uh, 48 games with 30 saves. But again, if somebody's doing that every fifth day and they're doing it for six or seven innings at a time, you're going to throw 200 innings instead of 60 or 70 innings. He's at 52. And it's just, you're going to be more impactful. So I'm always of the mind, especially when you've got a first-round pick, a former first-rounder like Zach Thompson, taken out of uh, University of Kentucky by the Cardinals, 19th overall in the 2019 draft. Take a shot and see if the guy can start before you box him into a career as a reliever where... Inevitably, even if he is the best reliever in baseball, you're not going to get the same value from him as you would the 30th best starting pitcher in baseball. That's just like an estimate on a given year. But I would say that starting pitcher number 30 in war, probably better than than reliever number two in war basically every year. Maybe there will be some outliers like a Felix Bautista season where his war is going to be higher than the 30th best starting pitcher this year, but generally that's kind of the way that I look at it. And here's an example of why. Maybe I've used a little bit of hyperbole here to describe the situation, but I'm looking at the Fangraph leaderboard for wins above replacement by pitchers this year, and Felix Bautista checks in with 2.7 war, which puts him 15th in baseball. So I said 30, maybe overshot it, but I would say that he's having an outlier relief pitcher season and it's very possible that just because it's more difficult to accumulate war as a relief pitcher, if he has a a bad game or two, it's going to impact him negatively. I would say he probably ends up outside the top 20, but for example, how good do you think Miles Michaelis has been for the Cardinals this year? You'd say, eh, maybe a little bit of a disappointment below expectation. He ranks 16th in war among pitchers per fan graphs at 2.6. Bautista is 2.7. So you could have a Miles Michaelis-level pitcher who has been largely a disappointment in a lot of ways for the Cardinals rotation in terms of like his consistency this year. And yet he's one of the more valuable pitchers in baseball because he's a starter. So Michael is, I won't say he's middle of the pack. Like he's definitely one of the 30 best starters, evidently. I mean, Fangraph seems to think so, which is kind of crazy because his ERA and stuff like that doesn't suggest that that's true. But nevertheless, that kind of serves to prove my point where if Michael is in Kyle Gibson and Jordan Montgomery and and Sandy Alcantara with the way he has really struggled this year are all kind of in range on what Bautista brings. I'm always looking for my stud prospects to get every last opportunity to start before you box them into a relief role. The Cardinals have kind of done it backwards at times in the past. Like eventually you kind of realize, okay, Genesis Cabrera probably doesn't have the temperament to be a starter. You figured that out as time goes on. Carlos Martinez I said you you want to to let that thread play out back when Seamart was with the Cardinals because he had demonstrated for like multiple years in a row the ability to be a frontline starter. If you don't believe me, go back and look. Rank it as it was relative to the rest of the league at the time, and he was one of the top you know 20 starters or whatever for a three-year span. It was just those were the numbers. Guys like Ryan Helsley, I wonder if, if that would ever be a way that they would go back on it. Jordan Hicks... Obviously, they started him as a reliever because they're like, oh, let's give him to the big leagues. But now, 
six years later, he's not on the team anymore, and they never really did fully realize his potential um, up until the very end. I mean, they, as a closer, he certainly finally did hit on that potential and was able to net the Cardinals a couple of prospects as a result. But it's just like, what could it have been if they could have harnessed the ability to find Jordan Hicks in a rotation, throwing 100, instead of in the bullpen? And I know they tried it, uh, whether that was, was that last year or two years ago? They tried it there for a while, and it was like not really looking great at the big league level. But that was after years and years and years of him already pitching the bullpen and kind of developing and, and cementing who he already was as a pitcher instead of develop, developing him in a way that was like, hey, let's add a pitch, let you be a starter. You know, they could have gone sinker and four seam and slider, and maybe they add something for Hicks to make him suitable as a starter. You really do need three. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, though, with Zach Thompson, because he's been a guy who good curveball, good fastball, electric. I mean, he triple digit fastball at times. But what else can he show you? And the answer to that was the slider today, as every slider that he threw, I believe, and you'll hear this as we'll play some of the audio courtesy of Valley Sports Midwest. Every slider he threw today was thrown for a swing and miss or every every slider that was swung at was the batter did not connect which is rather notable, I would think, when it comes to uh, Zach Thompson is really his third pitch. I think he threw nine of them, and he was electric with that slider, which helped him to the eight strikeouts that he put together today. And suddenly it's a question of like, okay, if that's who he is and he's got three pitches working, does he need more than that to be a starter? Uh, is that just a case where he found success because this was a lineup not really game-playing to have to face him multiple times or face him beyond just a, you know the top of the lineup, a couple of innings worth? What was it that allowed him to dial in for the success? I think my inclination is to just give credit to Zach Thompson for the way that he performed today. But let's hear from Cardinals manager Ali Marmel, courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest, on his take of the situation as Zach Thompson, who was supposed to be the opener in a bullpen game, rock and roll for four innings was absolutely gnarly. Despite the Cardinals' loss, he was a hard luck loser, but the stuff was really encouraging. If you're looking for what the 2024 roster could look like, you may look no further than Zach Thompson's name after what he did today, but how much is it prescriptive? You'll hear a little bit from Ali Marmel with uh, his impressions of the outing. When you looked at what the possibility of outcomes could have been for Thompson today, how, how encouraged are you by how well it turned out? Very encouraged. Um, that was a, a really good outing for him. I mean, when we talk about um, what it looked like in AAA compared to what he just showed us there, um, it was he wasn't commanding his pitches. He threw everything for strikes, uh, pounded the bottom of the zone, uh, one walk, eight punch outs. Um, had the curveball working for him. The slider looked really good. Got a lot of swing and miss with that. That was uh, that was impressive. Probably the best we've seen him. So very encouraging. Yeah. On the slider, that was something that he talked about. He's been working on. Um, I think almost. I'm not entirely sure, but I think every one of them that was swung on was a swing and miss today. You're correct. Um, what, I guess, how important is that for him to be able to add that? I know it's also a pitch that gives him a different look in terms of velocity and also movement profile of this curveball and fastball. Yeah, it, it's a different look, to your point, but it's also, think about when we broke spring training we talked about if he's not landing his curveball I mean he's going to have to really just beat people with one pitch which is his fastball so it allows him if he's not having a feel for the curveball to be able to use something else to keep guys off balance when he's got all of it working we get an outing like we see here with eight punch outs just because you're having to protect quite a bit Um, so introducing that slider a little more is going to be important he did a really nice job with it today though 
So there's Cardinals manager Ollie Marmel with the audio courtesy of Valley Sports Midwest talking about the outing today by Zach Thompson. And you hear the conversation about that slider, which is, I think, really interesting because I kind of pose the question, does a third pitch represent enough of an off-balance element for Zach Thompson to say he can thrive as a starter? You just need to really have those three. I I don't know if it's long-term a yes to that, but certainly if he's as effective as he was today with everything and he was really locked in, I think, with all three pitches – I, that's going to be really difficult to stop. You'd like to probably have more to fall back on because inevitably there are going to be days where you don't have one or maybe two of the weapons in your arsenal. And a lot of times you like to see a star with four pitches, but three is kind of the minimum. The slider was effective for him though. I mean, if you throw it and the only time, the only way that guys react to it is by swinging and missing it. That tells you something about the progress of that pitch. And like Ollie said, it's just light, Lights out night and day different from what they had seen from him in Memphis where he's walking more guys than than innings pitched. Like, that's not a way to really avail yourself in a competition for a rotation spot on any level. And it was just a completely different Zach Thompson day. Only one walk in the four innings that he had, gave up a couple of hits, and they just absolutely manufactured the run that they scored against him. So the eight strikeouts, man, that plays. You talk about the Cardinals on their quest for swing and miss stuff from their guys they're looking to, to put into the rotation. I don't think you can look much farther than Zach Thompson to say, let's see what that looks like again. Continue to fine-tune to where the command is something he can be on top of with the fastball. Every pitcher is going to talk about fastball command is really the beginning and the end for what they're looking to do. Uh, you're not going to very often get very far unless the fastball is something that you can spot on a given day. Curveball is a weapon. Make the slider become a weapon as well. And you heard Lynn Worthy of the Post-Dispatch kind of asking too and referencing the the different velocity in terms of you go from fastball to curveball, usually a slower curve. And then slider can be kind of that mid tier velocity where that can be something that keeps hitters off balance. And when he's throwing it the way that he did and and it has the movement that it does, it can just be a real weapon for him. And you just pick your spots to use those different pitches. Again, he only mixed it in nine or 10 times. It wasn't like he was relying upon it heavily, but if you, if you go slider 15 to 20%, and you can really lean on the fastball 50 to 60% and the rest are curveballs. I think that's a winning mix for Zach Thompson, especially when he's commanding his his arsenal the way that he did today. Like I said, there are going to be days where if you let's say you're not landing the curve and he's not really a guy that is, has gone fastball slider a whole lot, you're going to probably have to just beat guys with your fastball in those days. But if you can get the slider to a point where it's a pitch you have confidence in, and if the curveball is not something that you can throw for strikes, You just can kind of show that on occasion to keep guys honest with the changes in velocity, but you can work off of the slider and and kind of allow that to, whether it's tunneled off your fastball or however you want to approach it, that could be something that Zach Thompson, I think, can do with some effectiveness. I completely throw out the eight ERA at Memphis. I really do, because I think there have been some unusual circumstances when it comes to Zach Thompson's season and Kind of one of those deals where we'll hear from this uh, audio clip that we'll play courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest on Zach Thompson, hearing from Zach Thompson after his four solid innings on Sunday, referencing the weird season that he's had. And you'll hear he doesn't really push back on it. It's been a weird one, but he says, you know, this is all happened for a reason. And it's kind of led to this, the opportunity that he now has with the Cardinals. And it seems like he is a guy with a very steady demeanor and has the chance to maybe make some things work for him. So let's go ahead and hear from Zach Thompson here. You'll hear Jim Hayes of Bally Sports Midwest asking the first question here of of ZT, and uh, we'll go from there with this from Zach Thompson 
from Sunday as the Cardinals did fall one nothing, but Zach Thompson really not the reason for the loss in this one. Here is the Cardinals left-hander after the game. Just were working for you because it looked like you had a lot of stuff working. Curveball was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was commanding the fastball, putting it to both sides of the plate, up and down, uh, landing the curveball, getting the slider over the plate and and then off, and uh, you know they kept swinging at it. When you're getting ahead in the counts, controlling counts, getting early strikes, is that? A mental thing, or what's the difference between when that's going for you and when it's not? Yeah, I'd say it's it's definitely a mental thing. It plays into it. Um, you know, just carrying myself with confidence every pitch out there today, and and attacking hitters. And you know, if they beat me, they beat me. You, you're, it was kind of a weird season for you. Good early, then up and down a little bit. How good did it feel to go out there when they needed, you know, a solid outing and give you four really good innings? Yeah, it felt great. Um, like you said, it's been a really weird weird year. Um, but it all happened for a reason, and, and this is the culmination of you know everything I learned from from getting sent down, struggling down there, um, coming back, having some struggles out of the bullpen, and uh, you know starting to put it together now. Zach Thompson after the game, courtesy of Valley Sports Midwest. Cardinals lose one nothing, but as I mentioned, it wasn't because of Zach Thompson. The hard luck loser in every sense of the term goes four innings, which is more than they would have expected him to do. Had eight strikeouts, had strikeouts on the curveball slider, was a, a great swing and miss weapon for him. And it all starts with fastball command. What about Zach Thompson excites you, Cardinals fans, after you saw this kind of pleasant surprise in terms of his outing from Sunday? Drop your comments below in the YouTube comments section. I'm curious whether a game like that from a guy who does have a a former top prospect, a former first-round pedigree, does that kind of change your mindset on, well, maybe this is a guy the Cardinals should give a long look to heading into next season. He's only 24 years old and doesn't necessarily seem to have a rotation spot moving forward. Remember, the reason that he was even getting the opener nod in the uh, the bullpen game today was because of the suspension for Miles Michaelis, five-game suspension, and so basically it's just a six-man rotation for one week. Everybody bumps back one day, gets an extra day of rest, and the bullpen handled Sunday's game. But Zach Thompson handling four of those innings kind of maybe makes you turn your head a little bit. They did send him back down to Memphis in order to prep for a potential future as a starting pitcher. He didn't do all that well down there. But sometimes, again, I, I say you don't want to overreact to AAA numbers for guys that sometimes they, they don't perform very well, but for whatever reason, they're ultimately needed back in, in the big league club. And Zach Thompson was, and then we're seeing a different version of him now that he's in, in the place where it matters. It's not to say that guys like don't get up for those games down there, but it is just a different level of game speed. Still game speed, but it's not like... It's not like pitching in the big leagues because nothing else is. But Zach Thompson was pitching in the big leagues today, and he was getting big league hitters out with all his weapons. So let me know what you think. Are you excited about Zach Thompson after this outing? Is that another guy you want to throw into that bucket, so to speak, of starting pitchers potentially that could be in line for opportunity heading into next year? The problem with that is I just don't know how you mix him back in to this rotation unless it's like a him or a Libertor kind of thing at some point. But I think the Cardinals want to get a long look at Libertor as well. But here's the thing that you definitely do. Even if Zach Thompson is more of a reliever the rest of the way, and they can kind of be creative, I think, at times. Like, you could totally, it would be a little bit of a silly thing because you don't get the benefit of uh, piggybacking and having the opponents have to look at a, a lefty and then a righty. If you were to piggyback Libertor and Zach Thompson, though, two lefties, and let those, let those guys pitch a full game, and, and that kind of allows the rest of your bullpen to kind of slot in and and have hopefully like a day off. I feel like in a competitive season, you can't really do that kind of piggybacking thing. I never agree with it when fans go, oh, just piggyback. It's like, it doesn't really, it's hard to script that out because what if 
the first guy doesn't have it or what if the second guy doesn't have it and then you kind of expected that you could save your bullpen and then suddenly you can't like what goes wrong there in a, in a season that's off the rails anyway I think it's a little bit more doable because the results don't matter as much but I'm curious I wonder what that would look like if they want to get more innings for Thompson to give him a, a real legit shot at being in that competition for next year how might the Cardinals go about that the rest of the way and you want to see Thompson with more starting opportunities I, I say you can't look past Matthew Libertor yet like I wouldn't mail it in on him Supposed to pitch on Thursday. I think he'll face Randy Rosarena Thursday in Tampa. That'll be a very interesting matchup. Of course, the uh, the fabled trade that took place that sent the outfielder to Tampa from St. Louis and, and brought the first-round pick Libertor to the Cardinals. But as much as you do want to, I think, give him opportunities and, and see what he's all about the rest of the way, and I don't know if you can make a final decision on anybody at such a young age like Libertor, but Thompson's only 24 years old as well, and... Maybe he's a guy that's, again, another first-round pick, deserving of the opportunity and, and as long of a look as the Cardinals can give him, I think, for a legitimate role next year. Like I've said, I don't know that you can necessarily trust anybody from this bucket to be kind of penciled in as the, oh, we hope he takes command of the fifth spot in the rotation out of spring training, like whatever that competition looks like going into next February. I don't necessarily think the way the Cardinals can approach it in free agency and in the trade market is expecting one of those guys to grab the bull by the horns. I would like to see a competition for the number six starter, knowing that that guy's probably in your rotation based on whoever gets hurt between mid-February and the end of March. Like, that's kind of the way that I think it makes the most sense to handle it. You've got Mike Lewis and Mats. You sign two guys, trade for another one. That would be five. And then you can have the Libertors, the Hudsons, the Zach Thompsons. Do you want Helsley to start? Like, at that point, who gives a rip? Let everybody try it. Tell them all, though, going into the offseason, here's what we expect of you. And they've got to do that this time with Zach Thompson. Whether they get him more starts the rest of this year or not, they've got to go into next year and, and give that plan to Zach Thompson to say, hey, we like what we see from you in the limited sample that we've gotten at the big league level when you can go multiple innings. And we want to see you stretch out and, and come into spring training trying to, to win a spot. And then you can allow all those guys, and you can throw in the trade guys as well, like Kloffenstein who looked good in his first AAA start since coming over from Toronto. And you can throw Sam Robertsa in that conversation as well, who very much did not look good. I think he gave up like 11 hits and eight runs in his uh, AAA debut is what it is. Put that one behind you and hopefully he ends up being a nice prospect. But DrewRom.com also is another guy that I think is getting thrown into that AAA bucket. And so you can just look at all of those guys and say, hey, come in. You're all starters. You're going to get looks and you're going to pitch in Grapefruit League games. And, you know, one of you will we'll, we'll know at the end of it who we really believe should slot in as that first injury replacement. But that's the way I would look at it. I wouldn't, unless you see one of these guys just go on a tear the rest of 2023, which leads you to go, okay, we've got a leader in the clubhouse and we're confident enough that that's going to be the guy that wins this competition, wink, wink. Like as long as he just doesn't completely blow up, we think his stuff is good enough that he can be that fifth starter. But to date, I haven't seen it. I, I in, in People might say they should do the same thing with Matt's spot. No, Matt's is in the rotation. I mean, they're paying him to be. We should ask a lot of this Cardinals front office and ownership in the offseason, but we're not going to ask to that level. Like, yeah, the $11 million lefty is going to come in and be part of a competition for the fifth starter spot. No, that's not what's going to happen. I've seen some discourse out there that suggests the Cardinals need to, you know, add enough guys to where that would be the case, but that. They're just, that's not going to happen. Think in terms of can they get five good ones 
And then can the sixth one be somebody internal that you feel like can grab the bull by the horns and when called upon because of an injury, you don't end up missing a whole lot as a result. I think that is the way that it should probably be approached. Is it realistic? It should be. Uh, what will they do? I don't I don't know. And so that's why it's even more important. If you don't have the faith in the front office to be as aggressive in free agency in the trade market as they we all kind of think they need to be when it comes to the pitching rotation for next year, then certainly I think you're putting your your money on guys like Zach Thompson and maybe Libertor and others to hope that one of them can rise above and, and be a reliable number five starter. But like what's beautiful about a guy like Thompson is if he, if he wins a rotation spot, his, his floor might be, ah, just get through and be your, be our number five, but his ceiling could be so much more than that. I'm not going to say his ceiling is an ACE starter at the major league level, but I, I did pick him up in one of my dynasty fantasy football, uh, baseball leagues, not football baseball leagues today, because I thought, if he is in a rotation and he's striking out eight guys like he did today, that's the stuff that, you know, high-level Major League starters are made of. So I think the potential is still there. The same potential they saw when they drafted him in 2019 with the 19th overall pick, it still exists. And now maybe it's just taken a little bit of time to come out. And, and we've seen flashes of Zach Thompson. Can that slider become more consistent, mixing in with the rest of his arsenal to make him a legitimate weapon for more than just an inning? Can he be a multi-inning threat? And beyond that, can he be a starting threat that can get you through five or six, can turn over the lineup a couple of times? Is that a world in which Zach Thompson can reside? Because if it is, the Cardinals, I think, would have reason to feel a lot better about their starting rotation uh, situation as it goes into next year. But let me know. Throw your comment out here on YouTube, youtube.com slash at bshafer12. If you're listening on another avenue, head on to that URL and at least subscribe to the channel, Brendan Schaefer, St. Louis Cardinals writer where I'm a writer for KMOV, but I do a daily Cardinals podcast. And so you get a lot of insights from whether it's inside the clubhouse or whatever the case might be on a given day. I don't do the road trips this year. That's something I'm planning to do a little bit more of next year. I've got an 11-month baby at home, and next year he'll be a little older. And so maybe uh, as a family, we could go on some weekend trips. would be kind of cool. Dad can work. Mom and the kid can go hang out, whatever they want to do. We'll see. But... This podcast, B-Shape Daily, is something that I continue uh, or plan to continue throughout all of that. So I would love to have you guys subscribe. It's been a really fun first year, first three months or so on YouTube. I guess I guess I got to realize April 1st to May to June to July. So we're over three months now of doing YouTube, but it's been a lot of fun hanging out. And we'll do some more live streams. I know people keep asking about the live streams. We'll get to those, uh, rest assured. But make sure you guys are subscribed on YouTube if you enjoy Daily Cardinals content. That's the name of the game because 30 minutes to 40 minutes to sometimes up to an hour, we're doing uh, Daily Cardinals podcasts, which end up going on uh, YouTube as videos, and then some other videos that I'll throw out as I get a little bit more integrated. This is just uh, a constantly evolving beast, and I appreciate you guys as as listeners and watchers and Cardinals fans being along for the ride as, uh, as we build this thing up. So thank you guys so much for listening. That is going to do it, though, for this edition of the show. And we'll talk to you next time. Cardinals off day Monday, so we'll probably throw something out there Monday night. Maybe I'll go with uh, maybe like a Q&A or something. I don't know. If you've got questions for me, throw them out on uh, on the YouTube comment section, or uh, you can tweet me at bshafer12, DM me on Twitter as well. Uh, but otherwise, appreciate you guys as always for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Shafe Daily. Peace.